0: What's up? Welcome to the Confluence DC podcast. This podcast is meant to give you a personal glimpse into the next era of investors and operators. This week we had on Jared Fuller with Build First. Build First helps communities spin up vendor marketplaces to help community members make better software decisions. We're one of the 200 plus communities that they've already started working with. You can use our perk board, which is linked below. And they already have created 30 million in software savings. Jared runs partnerships and he's in charge of managing the different relationships within vendors, partners, and purchasers. In this talk, we cover using ecosystems to your advantage, modern partnerships one-on-one, and how to make sure your portfolio CEOs are making the right hires.
2: Well everyone, welcome to Confluence VC. Today we have a person who's really, really close to us, uh, where we literally put our money where our mouth is with this person, Uh, Jared from Build First. Uh, He's a good friend, great builder, knows the VC space well, and also runs a really, really great podcast, uh, which you'll get into. Uh, Jared, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're building, and uh, we can dive into some cool material.
1: Yeah, yeah. Welcome uh, from from the studio. uh, Hopping on a different podcast. So I've been recording for the past couple of years, uh, Partner Up. So Partner Up, the partnerships podcast. It's the number one podcast in uh, partnerships. And then also just launched Partner Hacker. So partnerhacker.com, which is the world's first daily partner newsletter. Um, So been uh, living the uh, world of partnerships for a long time, Um, built some industry defining alliances with companies like um, Pandadoc and HubSpot, with Drift and Marketo, Drift and Adobe, and have uh, scaled ecosystems from you know no partnerships to thousands and dozens of millions in revenue so i live breathe eat sleep partner world and then uh, built first is uh kind of bringing all that stuff together uh it's a marketplace platform so where anyone can have a marketplace to promote their partners out uh to their community so um all things partner land today on the uh, confluence pod
2: cool man well the way that we first got introduced was uh hearing about Bill first and me saying you guys are super super dope uh, how about you tell us a little bit more about that yeah yeah well, and then and then maybe actually back up how did you get to where you are because i think your story's dope
1: yeah totally so um built first uh, i'll start with our mission because i think it's very important um it's to build a world where every business can succeed together um and I can go down the philosophy economics rabbit hole as to why that's so important, but if you think about stability of systems and like what's ecologically stable, the more diverse a system, the more stable it is. And for the past couple decades, go to market leaders, founders, entrepreneurs in SaaS and specifically in B two B SaaS have been a little bit you know punch drunk on cheap customer acquisition, cheap marketing costs, um, and uh, you know an acceleration of marketing and sales tech. And we're in the middle of a big transformation and go to market right now. Um, and that's what Built First is built for. Um, so if you look at the decade of the 2000s, that was the decade of sales transformation. So as underpinned by what? Salesforce, right? And you know, in the 90s, the way sellers sold was uh, you know, kind of lick the finger, put it in the air, be like, all right, that deal's coming in. And it really became a science in the 2000s. Um, and then in the 2010s, that was the decade of marketing transformation. Um, and now we're in the 2020s, where are we at now? Well, now it's a decade of ecosystems, of partner ecosystems, why? Well, customer acquisition costs, since I launched my first marketing agency in 2010, I mean, you're talking a 50X increase in paid price of acquisition. Conversion rates are ha- have a 10X decrease. Lifetime values are going down. The best go-to-market leaders I know that are CMOs of branding companies, CROs of brand name companies. It's not working, the standard sales and marketing playbook. So what Built First does, it allows you to have a marketplace where you um, you can list in all of your partners' marketplaces, give offers um, to um, your kind of core audience, um, and also give value back to um, your customers. So you know the thesis that we have is that, um, that's been validated by, gosh, we have hundreds of VCs and communities. Um, that are using um, Built First as their marketplace, and then we have over 1,500 vendors: AWS, Salesforce, Stripe, you know, Airtable, Notion, you name a you know great B2B SaaS company um, that helps businesses. They're listing on the Built First platform um, and have hundreds of listings across you know hundreds of marketplaces. So uh, we're, we're like that front end. So if you're you know your company, you say, Hey, we have a partner program. We partner with all these people. What? How does the customer get that value? So they're using Built First. They can come in and see all of the best deals that are available and most relevant to them. um We've been growing really fast. Um, and barely barely touched marketing efforts, and it's just been uh, focused on um, helping our partners and our vendors get the most out of uh, Built First and saving, you know, founders uh, money as well. So in the process,
2: yeah, that's beautiful, man. Actually, it's more than beautiful. And the, the speed, like I tell you, the speed at which they've done this is incredible. Like. We didn't meet that long ago and where it is now versus where it was then is, is really impressive. So congrats. yeah,
1: it's been, it's been crazy growth. Like, um, this is like a new infrastructure layer for, for go to market. And what I mean by that, like, why is that relevant to that speed and growth is that uh, here's something I've been saying, um, kind of on the side is that, you know, data was the new oil until we polluted the trust of the market now trust is the new data so what's that mean well if you're evaluating some software purchase or anything like that you used to like start at google and like maybe you get retargeted by some ads something like that but the reality is today if you're going to go out and purchase something what do you do you go to your peers the people you trust because there's too many options for everything there's one hundred seventy-five thousand technology companies today By the end of the decade, Forrester estimates that there will be over a million. So does that mean that more emails, more ads, more phone calls is going to make your company better? No. What's gonna make your company better is how you partner with where people already are, with the people they already trust, so um we believe that partner ecosystems is really going to be the new face of go to market. Um and that's not you know our myopic belief. The market's validating that. That's why we're growing so fast. We're that first trust layer where you can actually connect networks of marketplaces um to have a much better customer experience.
2: Well, I wish there was like a way for me to be able to show people like a demo of this in real time. We need to make a video podcast, which is what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um okay, so you still didn't give me your background.
1: Yeah, so um, I've been a founder a couple of times, um, and then uh, went back into the the trenches to really make sure I knew how to scale a company before doing it, you know, myself again. Um, I had a marketing agency that did okay, a SaaS company that you know failed back in 2014. I raised money from Foundry Group and some good investors, and um, unfortunately didn't. it wasn't a success. So I went, hey, before I go do this again, I really want to make sure I know how to scale. So I was the first kind of sales leader um, and partner leader at PandaDoc, scaled that from zero to, you know, handful of customers to 10,000 plus. Um, and then for the past three and a half years was at uh, Drift, which was a great brand name in B2B, got to work closely with uh, the fantastic team there, and I built out all of their global partner programs. Um, you know uh industry defining partnership with marketo which was great um launched a whole new category conversational abm um so taught I don't know, I, I built the um conversational marketing blueprint which was the foundation that taught twenty thousand marketers how to do um conversational marketing i um, using chat and um, throughout that process um had a bunch of problems and pain with really trying to show drift's big community like our partnerships, like who was our preferred vendors and like who are our preferred partners and who were our service providers. And it was always a convoluted mess on trying to like, you'd have to go talk to everyone to tell them about like exactly what partners, which ones we recommend. That doesn't scale very well um, in hyper growth. Um, so um, built first team guys, partners and I, we uh, you know partnered up uh, end of last year to really take this to the next level and kind of scratch my own itch. Right, um, all of my peers and listeners of the podcast that I have have this same problem of being able to showcase their partners and who their preferred partners are, and then be able to do the same for them on other people's you know websites and properties and apps. Um, so we've we've kind of built this ecosystem infrastructure um, together, and uh, now we're really taking off in 2022. Um, like I said, it's thousands and thousands of buyers, hundreds of partners, thousands of vendors. Um, so this new like layer of trust, where like people can, you know, go to their community, be like, hey, what's your best? You know, who do you recommend for accounting? Who do you recommend for this? Who do you recommend for that? They have a deal and a discount and can redeem right through Built First, uh, without having to go through that whole like rigmarole of search and find and book a demo. And um, here's a crazy stat: over fifty percent of people that go to a Google listing and click and put on Built First actually redeem the transaction. That's like ten x. More than someone that goes through a pricing page, requests pricing, and goes into a sales process. So, um, like I said, I'm not, uh, I'm not just spouting or like drinking our own Kool Aid. That's the market's telling us that it's not our own, um, uh, not our own. We scratched our own itch, and uh, the market is saying, "Yeah, this is the way that it should be." Uh-huh. It's like you know, Paul Graham said, you know, the uh, best entrepreneurs have an earned secret um, or earned pain. So it was, you know, developed with that in mind because we we were running the roles that of the people that were, you know, that are buying our product.
2: Feel it, 100 P and I'm sure through your marketing podcast and your community, you're learning more and more every single day. So look, man, oh. every person in this, in this world who works in the partnerships or marketing division was trying to lower their, uh, their CAC or get their LTV to cap ratio, correct they would die to be the person to be like, hey, in my company that was scaling from this to this, I brought in this huge uh, alliance or partnership. Can you talk to us about like what it takes to win an industry-defining alliance as a startup?
1: Yeah, so this is uh, like the sumo the sumo advantage, the, um, the David and Goliath story, if you will. Um, I mean, you're inherently at a disadvantage as a startup because you don't own the audience. Um, so I think a lot of companies they have this this lens they look through of, how do I go reach the people that I want? Um, and they do things from the go-to market perspective. And I think that's inverse, especially in today's day and age. Go-to market assumes everything about me going to the market. There's another way to do it, which is to build from the market to you. So I'll give you a perfect example. Um, and I've done this four times in a row where we've gone from zero partnership to number one alliance as a startup with a you know, public market cap company. Um, instead of thinking about how you build marketing campaigns or features and then push them out to the world, you go to where the ecosystem lives. If you're building for a certain segment or persona, what technologies are they already using? What service providers are they already using? The customers you want and you go build those relationships with them, not directly with the customer, and you solve a pain point for them. So for example, uh, PandaDoc and HubSpot CRM, HubSpot CRM's biggest issue was churn, right? So they had this giant freemium funnel because they were the first CRM that went like totally free, right? Um, But activation was a big problem, right? So what do I find out? I go in, I start to build that relationship and I find out that whenever someone moves a deal in HubSpot CRM from like the pipeline to closed one, that's their number one activation metric. Well, guess what PandaDoc did? PandaDoc, you sign the deal, right? That's the document. So if we could inject that into the process and make it easier for people to close deals, I'm gonna inherently become a much more important partner to HubSpot than anyone else. So we hacked a Chrome extension So I'm talking about hacky startup stuff here too. This is not like some crazy playbook. We hacked a Chrome extension for HubSpot CRM, launched it because HubSpot didn't even have APIs for CRM back then, by the way. Wow. Um, And we showed that usage and that activation difference between someone that used our Chrome extension with HubSpot versus someone that just went through the funnel. And they were seven times more likely to pay HubSpot if they use our solution. So whenever I'm negotiating an alliance deal, Keep in mind, this was the first one HubSpot had ever done, ever. I had some weight. I could talk about the metrics. And it went so far as to HubSpot had 40,000 people a month signing up for HubSpot CRM. That's a big top of funnel. It's way bigger than any other early stage startups, you know, top of funnel. Every single one of those people that signed up for HubSpot CRM got a dedicated email saying connect PandaDoc and your integrations because it it behooved HubSpot to. So instead of me going to market and trying to convince these users, they had made a choice on CRM, and their trusted partner was then putting our product into their workflow. So build backwards, right? Invert the problem. Go to the go to where your customers are and drive value for those partners, and have those partners push you into their um, into their customer base. So that's just one example. Yeah, uh, you dude, know,
2: that's what every investor wants. Everyone wants B two B to C or B two B to B. Yeah, and. Yeah, that's beautifully articulated.
1: It's 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 a secret weapon right now. Um, the following that we you know we've generated with the podcast and the stuff that we're doing is um, growing really fast. So for the next you know couple of years, it's an extreme competitive advantage. And just like every other process, fast forward two, three, four years, um, everyone's going to be doing this. So I'd say you know the the early adopters, you know, to the victors go the spoils, so to speak. Um, the people that are that are doing this right now and learning it and doing it the right way. I mean, we're not talking like a profitable marketing campaign. We're talking about industry shifting stuff. I mean, the, what we did with PandaDoc and HubSpot was so big that HubSpot made an investment in PandaDoc. It was the first ever investment by HubSpot Ventures. They actually spun it up to invest in us. So like, that's how big these things can be. And then Drift and Marketo, same thing. I mean, you're, you're talking, you know, not not profitable marketing campaigns, but Enterprise value of millions and sometimes dozens of millions of dollars for a company that's doing just about that much in revenue.
2: Gorgeous. And you all are quite literally enabling that with Bill First.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're seeing we see it happen every day. I mean, we just launched a um, Mark Big Marketplace last week. Um, the the where they covered it in business insider. I mean, there was a bunch of fanfare and founders were loving it, people were signing up left and right. Um and it's like, it, it feels like a no brainer once you're on the inside and you're actually doing it right. But the the challenge with this stuff is that there's no, you know, how many books on marketing and sales are there blog posts,
2: Definite.
1: thousands, thousands and thousands. There's there's over 300,000 in Amazon to be precise books on sales and marketing over 300,000. You know how many there are on partnerships? 137. <laughs> And the the, one, the ones on partnerships are you know two decades old, so um, it's this. It really is a competitive advantage right now to, to really have a strong ecosystem out the gate.
2: That is gorgeous. Like I, I'm, I'm always stunned on you, man. This is like I'm constantly thinking about like from my investor self and my operator self, like how do I get that 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 hack down or get scale quickly? Right, like that's the defining moment for anyone. Is like how do you get become rocket ship? And when I think about myself as an investor, I'm like, man, like in in an investment committee, it's like they got that one partnership, they got Visa, they got this, they got that, and it's like that is the defining moment. And it's not it's not thought about enough. No, I
1: mean, and it's so it's so normal in our consumer lives too. That's what's crazy. Like we see it every day. The last uh, the last multiple home purchases that I've I've had um, through Credit Karma. So Credit Karma saw that like you know whatever signal in their app. And then they put an offer in front of me with, you know, better and like their home stuff. And then I become a customer there. Ticketmaster on Facebook or on Instagram or TikTok, right? If I'm like liking, following some artist, that artist shows up, boom, I buy a ticket. Like partnerships are everywhere. 70% of world trade, 70% is indirect. I mean, that's just a fact. And um, we've just been so addicted to cheap customer acquisition costs in in startup land that we've like somehow like that hasn't been part of, you know, the ethos um, of of good venture or good, you know, startup um, kind of like principles and um, focus of the business. But now we're seeing it. Um, So, I mean, we we uh, we saw investors, too, that we're finally seeing that as well and saw that as a competitive advantage, um, you know, for their portfolios. Um, and then, you know, investing in us as well.
2: Gotcha. You. But you got to give us the quick crash course. If you're a startup starting out, how do you go about doing this outside of getting outside of hopping on bill first? Yeah. Yeah. So, um,
1: here's the first thing I would say, um, cause I've done a lot for a bunch of different, um, venture, uh, firms, early stage and, and late stage where I've consulted and helped out, Um, you know, their first time partnerships leader. The first thing I would say is don't build in a silo. what I mean by that is don't assume that this is a quick trick or easy thing to do and that you're gonna appoint some account executive or CSM that's been talking to customers and say like, hey, you you know, now Tyler's been crushing it, you know, on the CS side, like we need to get a partnerships person. We believe what Jared says. So Tyler, you're responsible for partnerships. That's what most startups do is they just grab someone randomly and they're like, you're now in charge of partnerships without any rigor or like roadmap or learnings or education. So I'd say the first thing to do is that there's a burgeoning, um, I would say, uh, kind of like mind share that's happening. um, And you got to get in that conversation. You got to get into that community where these learnings are happening real time and fast. So... Uh, that's where you get the selfless or selfish um, plug. Um, check out partnerhacker.com. Um, would highly recommend people start to pay attention to these things because we're releasing stuff like the ecosystem maturity model. Like there's five phases of ecosystem growth. Go find someone in your portfolio or in your portcodes that can really articulate to you what it means to have, you know, a phase one ecosystem versus phase phase five. The only reason why you can do that as a sales leader is that you know what sales productivity looks like for one rep versus like twenty. But for partnerships, if you don't have that roadmap, you're guessing, you're making it all up. And uh, you know, we'll I'll close that section with a uh, you know Steve Jobs quote, which is "Innovate, don't invent." As a startup, if you're having to invent stuff that other people have already figured out, that's a problem, right? Like you want to in it, you you want to invent something when it's like a true transformation, like a ten x increase. But if this is for something that other companies have figured out, go be a part of the community. Uh, make sure that you know the CEOs, the or the VPs, or the whatever that's going to be responsible for this. They're they're participating in the um, you know very early innings of uh, the decade of the ecosystem. So don't don't build by yourself, um, and uh, go be a part of the community. I mean, I have one uh, Cloud Software Association is another one. I'm on the board of directors of. It's a nonprofit. Um, and then partnerships leaders uh, is another one um, that's a, a paid membership base. So there's three big resources. Go, go join. It's well worth it. Um, even free. So CSA is free. So I'm not even trying to sell something. Just don't, don't try to build it by yourself.
2: Dude, please send me links to these things. I'll include it in the newsletter when we, when we post this out. For mm-hmm. sure. Um, okay. So you spoke on ecosystems. Yep. Ecosystems is a competitive advantage. How do you look at that? I mean it's like
1: i'll put it let's let's use um let's use standard way a lot of startups think about going to getting a customer versus an ecosystem approach let's say you have the world's best marketer brand creative design landing page cta and then you have the world's best seller So like an SDR, that's just a slayer on the phone, right? Pick up the phone and can get anyone to like get through those cold openers and like start a conversation. And then you have on the other side, um, an ecosystem. So let's say I'm selling against, you know, Salesforce, right? So I, and, uh, one, and it's one buyer. So both go at the same time. Well, if I'm, spitting up that landing page, that ad, that creative, and I'm that seller calling into that account. It does not matter what I say. It does not matter what my messaging was. If the consultant that is already doing business for that customer is a Salesforce partner and recommends Salesforce, they're going to take that recommendation over anything that I could do direct. Why? Well, the average American receives between this is not an exaggeration, this is in Deloitte's 2021 State of Marketing Report, the average American receives between 400 and 10,000 advertisements per day. So the ego that it takes to think that we're gonna break through, even though it's the best ad, the best creative, the best, I don't care what it is. The thing that I'm gonna remember out of those is the one where someone that I already trusted told me to do something. So okay. if we were to just take that example of like mediocre ecosystem, like consultant has a relationship with the customer versus best in the world marketing and sales. And this one wins every time. Wow. And then, I mean, it speaks for itself. Go look at every single public, um, you know, market cap company. That's a category leader, HubSpot, over 50% ecosystem driven Salesforce, over 50% ecosystem driven, Microsoft software, 80% ecosystem driven, um, ServiceNow, uh shop Apple. shopify all of that
2: yeah everyone every yeah. everyone at hit scale was about ecosystem yeah totally hmm. there needs to be a new role of head of ecosystem yeah yeah actually you matter of fact you should like you should like start getting head of partnerships folks to like change their titles to head of ecosystem
1: yeah i mean there's um there's uh some ecosystem chiefs that are starting to pop up as um you know new um New titles. So, uh, I mean, gosh, in the past uh, three weeks, I think Cisco replaced their channel chief with an ecosystem chief. Microsoft replaced you know, their channel new, chief with an ecosystem CEO? chief.
2: <laughs> yeah, it- I mean, it's
1: it's like, um, uh, I think they're calling them ecosystem chiefs. I mean, I don't know. It's 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 a bit all over the place, partnerships, ecosystems. Um, the point is, is that you're thinking about your organization as part of a, a wider market uh, phenomena, not just just your organization, because the market always wins. The market always wins.
2: Agreed. Um, Five things to look for as a CEO when you're thinking about getting the right marketing or partnerships lead. I think uh, the first thing has got to,
1: well, it's kind of different today. Like it's changing in real time. So what I would say is find someone that's an evangelist, first off meaning like they know your customer they know your space you have to have some trust right then right there because if they're trying to become an expert and be a partner to everyone you're going to see through that i mean i i know business development and partnerships people that i meet and talk to in 15 20 minutes whether or not they actually do know what they're doing so i'd say find an evangelist find someone that knows um your space well um make sure that You have a commitment to that learning path as well. You can't just go hire someone for this and expect them to run everything. Why? Because partnerships and ecosystems inherently touches marketing sales, CS product. You're asking someone to build a company inside of your own company and then go build that in other people's companies that are not on your payroll. Like, think about that for a second, like that's a hard thing Like induction meta stuff that's real. <laughs> it is the hardest job to do. That is not the CEO. I promise it to do it. Well, it is the hardest job in all of SAS cause you have to be good at all of them. And then you have to go do it at a cost and at, a, at an effect that is much greater than your own go to market. Right. Um, I would also say, um, pick someone entrepreneurial, right? Like they have to have that kind of grit and determination and vision. Um, so these siloed people that are particularly good at product or sales or marketing, like, you know, get a, you know, Jack or Jill of all trades, so to speak. Um, and don't just focus on, um, you know, one particular component. Um, and someone that's a curious learner. Um, you have to be able to learn, uh, very, very quickly. Um, so yeah, those those would be mine. I think that was five close enough.
2: Yeah. More than close enough
1: for, for the crash course.
2: Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to put together a JD for me at some point, bro. but, uh, <laughs> okay. How about you stop giving us stuff and we get, take a moment to give you stuff, anything that the Confluence uh, investor community should know about you or can be helpful to you with? Um, no, I would say this
1: isn't, again, this is one of the biggest levers that you have. Um, to help your portfolios, I think over the next several years, this is where a lot of, you know, market makers and industry winners are going to have this strategy um, that dominate over just traditional go to market. So check us out at builtfirst.com. Um, and then uh, if you just want the knowledge, um, you know, partnerhacker.com. So that way you can kind of get the PhD. So Partner Hacker Daily, um, Get that little mini PhD in partnerships delivered to your inbox on the daily. Um, yeah. And... Um, anyone that is looking for some help um as it relates to partnerships and ecosystems you can you know come into build first and uh, i'm happy to hop on the phone phone with anyone um and help advise on you know your own platform and community as well because i know a lot of vcs are and we have a lot of customers that are vcs as well that are really you know indexing hard on having a great platform and ecosystem for their you know their portco and their founders um yeah i mean i'm i'm of the opinion in partnerships you always give 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 and then uh i'll get so um, if, you, if you need help, come check us out. And um, you can find me on LinkedIn too, or Twitter, whatever, just Jared Fuller. Um, happy to have any convos, help how I can.
2: You're not going to ask some of them for money? Any, okay, look, let's not ask. Yeah, them I them mean, that, come on, they, you know, the <laughs> placements stuff, stuff like that. So um, any, any, any type of investor that you're interested in hearing from, like assume like you're not going to respond to most, but if there was a type of profile or a type of help that a firm could provide. What would be helpful to you?
1: I think in this particular case, um, it's someone that that really believes in the vision and is team marketing and sales like kind of have a are having a hard moment right now. Um, I think the the thing that makes it so interesting for us is that this is not something that I've stumbled into. I've been doing partnerships and business development and ecosystems for like over ten years. Um. So the moment in time and like where we find ourselves is not like oh come teach us how to do X Y or Z. Um, it's really a partner that just believes in and can help with I'd say talent um, and belief and conviction um, and to you know help help make the megaphone wider. So um, I would say beyond that, um, I we have some good you know uh, partners in right now. We haven't announced um, our latest round publicly yet. We'll be doing that in a couple of months. So um, we're considering opening a. a Slightly, slightly larger round. Um, just cause we've had so much traction on the backside of that, but, um, yeah, I'll keep it open. W- I'm always open to having conversations.
2: Yeah. Have, have, uh, your people reach out to his people or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Um, any questions for me, welcome to ask anything in the world before we hop into our rapid fire.
1: I don't know, Tyler, man, just, um, uh, what I would love to to get your perspective on is not, not necessarily right now today, but like, I wanna talk to you in like a couple months. Um, and I, I would love to hear how you've been thinking about this because if you think about what you're doing, you know, like, I mean, the reality is, is you've built a community, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that community is an ecosystem and like how you've gone to market and how y'all have built your business is very partnerships and community centric, like all of yeah. it is. So it's kind of like, you know, it's almost like natural to the thing that you're doing right now. I'd love to hear how those worlds kind of start to collide in a couple months. And maybe we'll have you on the Partner Up podcast to talk about building building a business strictly based on partnerships and community. Because um, I, I feel like that's a new thing. That's a new way to build a business is, you know, community first, right? For
2: sure. Yeah, man. I think uh, we were nothing without our first podcast guest in venture capital uh, users of our databases and then pushing it out to their community we literally have done no marketing right all we do is dope stuff with people like you co-share borrow trust provide new everyone else with distro into our ecosystem and then it just repeats itself it's exactly the playbook you're describing and uh you know i i don't think that there's a better way in terms of like ltv to cac ratio <laughs> i genuinely don't Um and yeah, that that also goes across my companies. So right. Yeah man totally man. All right. Rapid fire. What belief, habit, or change in your life throughout the last year has made the largest impact?
1: Uh so quick one. Um I would just say adherence to mental models. So just first principles, like I've always thought that way, but like really, really uh, so not saying 10,000 things, you know, one time saying 10 things, a thousand times. So I'm a very big broken record to uh, my team, colleagues, family, and friends. Say the 10, same 10 things, probably a thousand times now.
2: Oh man, you're going to be real rich. You got the Ray Dalio mindset. Either you just read that book or you, it's, it's natural to you or probably both, which is, which is gorgeous. I've read principles a
1: lot. Uh, gosh, whenever he wrote it, I mean, so it's, it's been a minute.
2: Yeah. He's has like three of them now. now. Yeah, now he
1: says like the, the the new world order. You know, that's the newest one.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, what recommendation do you hear regularly that you think is very or fairly bad advice?
1: Oh gosh, um, there's there's too much. I mean, this, this is almost this is almost like the same as the previous answer. Is that I think there's too much information like we have information asymmetry in terms of like what we can what we can consume what we can contextualize so i would say like you know everything has an answer like google this google that like we're no longer trying to like get information we're trying to filter information so i would say um i don't know bad advice is like you know figure it out Like you got to go find the people that have done the thing that you want to do. So you should have mentors and role models. Um, I feel like there's just too much information out there. So
2: everyone I'm giving him like poetry snaps. You can't see me, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's beautiful. Okay. Let's see one piece of advice that you want to give to people. Cut out all the noise yeah i would say um i
1: the the most important thing if you want to be successful in life is to embrace and reduce the cycles between feedback loops and that will rock your world if you actually pay attention to it because it applies to everything relationships business colleagues whatever meaning you have to remove your ego you have to be willing to uh, admit fault and failure, seek feedback quickly, test things test things fast, um, make mistakes and uh, remove the self-protection that is ego. Ego is not about being braggadocious or you're having confidence. That That is not ego at all. Ego is self-protection. It's that you do things around you, around your business, around your colleagues, your partners, whatever, to protect your own opinion. That's really what ego is. So I think the biggest advice I could get would be to um, uh, I wrote this down on a piece of paper in my wallet, many, many years ago. I think 2014. I could probably even tell you the day, May 13th. I think May 13th, 2014. Um, this says, uh, "My ego is worthless. My outcomes are valuable." Oh. So, there. There's that, that, my best I, advice. I get that tattoo. Yeah.
2: I might put yeah. like ego, like e- like uh, outcome greater than ego. Yeah, exactly.
1: One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Your ego, your ego ain't worth nothing. Period. Full stop. Only the outcomes are, and uh, that's the best piece of advice that I could give anyone. And I feel like that's the best spot. Like that's what, what a high note.
2: Yeah, I think we'll probably we'll probably Janet there. I guess um, tell it. Tell me one person, or you have two because because our relationship is strong that you want to see on this podcast, and we'll go get them or you can introduce us. This like you know is uh, for us by us. So anyone you want to hear more about. Um, or that you think deserves a spotlight in front of this community, let us know.
1: Um, I think some good people have seen this story before. So um, like, a, gosh, like an Avinish Sahai, who's, he's on the board of HubSpot um, and has seen three ecosystems get developed, um, but also does some investing. Um, you know, Mark Roberge is a partner at Stage 2 Capital, but he was the chief revenue officer at HubSpot. Um, so like some people like that, that have seen ecosystems play a competitive advantage in, um, growing, you know, market defining businesses, um, but then are also playing, you know, the VC side. I think those, those are some great people to have and share their perspective on in terms of like this being a moment. Cause, uh, I feel like it is. Um, so yeah, those are a couple of names that stand
2: out. Cool. Well, if you want to make an intro or like ask them if that makes sense, again, this is all for us by us. We value your opinion more than anyone else's. Of course. Cool, brother. Well, I'd like to say thank you so much for kicking in with us. I'm excited to get this out. Of course. Appreciate you as well, Tyler. So uh, if anyone wants to
1: uh, invest in their um, community in terms of VC world, uh, builtfirst.com. And then if you just want some knowledge on partnerships, it's 100% free, partnerhacker.com. So we'll yeah, see you around free, the-
2: drop uh... Feel free to drop your, uh, to drop your uh, Twitter, Instagram, all that. <laughs> Let's get yeah. to emails like uh investments at build first.com something know like uh, uh, cool man all
1: right Tyler well uh, we'll see we'll see you next time and uh maybe maybe the other way around we'll be hosting you so
2: so all, all right, right. Buddy. peace.
0: huge. Thanks again to Jared for coming on this week. I hope that each of you picked up something valuable from this talk. If you're looking in touch with Jared, we've linked his social info in the description below. You can also find Built First, the website, which is also linked below. For next steps, if each of you have not submitted your info to become a member yet you can do that through our website at www.confluence.bc and also if you want to become a subscriber to the newsletter we offer a ton of free resources in there each and every week meant to help you become better at your individual roles you can subscribe there at www.confluence.substack.com hope that helps hope to hear from y'all soon